Welcome to another episode of Investees. This week on the podcast, we are going to talk about a tax strategy known as tax harvesting. When we think about liabilities, we rarely think about taxes. We may think about a credit card bill, we may think about a car note, and if we're really advanced in understanding the way money works, then we will also understand that our mortgage is a liability. But we hardly ever consider one of the biggest liabilities, which is taxes. As we begin to generate and create higher amounts of wealth, it is going to be extremely important for us to understand how to armor up, how to protect ourselves against the biggest liability. These are strategies that we never think about in marginalized communities. And yet in white communities, it is what is always at the forefront. And many times our communities are left criticizing when white folks use the system as it was intended. It's important for us to understand that this system also belongs to us and that we also have the right to protect ourselves and use these strategies to our benefit. This means that if you are in that income tax bracket and you also live in a state like California that charges you an additional 13% in state tax, the first six to seven months, you are solely working to pay your taxes. That is how long it takes you to labor in order to accrue the tax amount that you will be charged. This is why I say that taxes are one of the biggest liabilities that we will ever have. It is something that we need to mind. It is much more than the liability of a car note, the liability of a credit card, and the liability of a mortgage. The tax you pay on an investment is much lower from earned income taxes. It's important to understand that you only pay taxes as an investor on the amount of money that you have gained. So not the amount of money that you put in, that was already taxed, but the amount of money that you make from an investment. If you hold an investment for over a year, you are subject to less taxes. Depending on how much earned income you make, depending on where you fall into the tax bracket, you can pay anywhere from 0% to 15% to a max of 20% in taxes. If you hold your investment for less than a year, meaning you gain some money and you sell out in let's say eight months, then the amount that you made, you will pay earned income tax. So as investors, it is important or it is a strategy to hold our investments for longer than a year. The goal is to pay less taxes. That is the name of the entire game. Now let's get into the difference between realized capital gains, realized capital losses versus unrealized capital gains, 
unrealized capital losses. Realized capital gains or realized capital losses is the amount of money that you have made real in a gain or in a loss. Let me give you an example. Let's say that you have made $15,000 on an investment. This does not include the amount of money that you used to make that money. Let's say that you put in $5,000 and those $5,000 have made you a $15,000 gain. Those $15,000 is the capital gain. Once you sell that stock or that investment, you have realized the capital gain. You have made the gain real. It is no longer only on paper. It is an actual real gain where the cash is sitting in an account somewhere, most likely your brokerage account until you transfer it out or use it to invest in something else. An example of a realized capital loss is, let's say those $5,000 that you invested into the market, those $5,000 have actually lost you money. There was a loss there and you sold the loss. Maybe the loss was for $3,000. You have now realized the capital loss. You have made it real. You are now left with $2,000 and you have a $3,000 realized capital loss. Now let's understand unrealized capital gains and unrealized capital losses. An unrealized capital gain means that you have an increase in your investment, but you have yet to make that gain real. You have not sold it, and so there's no hard cash to be taxed. It is an unrealized capital gain. With an unrealized capital loss, it is the same thing. Your investment is at a negative, it is at a loss, but because you haven't sold out of the investment, you have yet to realize the loss. It is unreal. It is simply a loss that exists on paper. Now, there is something really important that takes place when you have unrealized capital gains. To recap, that means that you have an investment that has capital gains, but you have not realized them yet. Those capital gains only exist on paper, but that paper, it counts. And you can use it not only to determine what your current net worth is, but you can also use it as collateral, as reference, in order to borrow more money. So there's no tax paid on that money, but it is still a part of how much you are worth. It is still a part of your net worth. This is why we have billionaires and millionaires that do not realize their capital gains. It sits in paper money. They don't have to pay taxes and they can still use it as collateral to make more money. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to discuss the strategy tax loss harvesting, which is a strategy that we can use when we have a capital loss.
investees this week and for the rest of the month we're going to stay in theme with sharing with you powerful brands made by women of color as a reminder this is not sponsored these are just some of my favorite products as we move into the holiday season and we're thinking about thoughtful gifts for family and friends this week's product is valde Valde is the perfect gift for the powerful woman in your life that has everything. As we move into the space of thinking about protecting our assets, Valde is the representation of armor. It is a gorgeous gold vessel that holds refillable lipstick that protects your lipstick and also I feel like sits as a representation for those of us that enjoy wearing makeup of why we do it and what that means for us as we do it. Putting on my lipstick, putting on my eyeliner and mascara always takes me back to an ancestral space of preparing to give my best representation of myself and everything that that comes with. The packaging for this gift is incredible and you can feel the intention from start to finish. There are some words that I want to read to you that you will see as soon as you open the box. Valde Armor is an extension of the woman who carries it, an external manifestation of her inner strength and beauty. Each unique vessel has been artfully designed to protect your refillable lip products and to honor all that has made you very you. Valde Beauty was founded by Margarita Arriegada. You can find her products at Neiman Marcus. You can also shop her website at valdebeauty.com. And we're back. We're wearing products with intentional protection, and we're also getting smart about protecting our assets and understanding how to navigate liabilities. Let's get into tax loss harvesting. It's really important for me to say that before you implement this or any other tax strategy, please talk to your CPA to make sure that you are implementing this correctly. It's also important to note that laws and regulations change every single year. So what I am sharing today can potentially be outdated in the future. Tax loss harvesting is a strategy to lower your taxable income and reduce the amount in taxes that you have to pay. This is a very common tax strategy that is used during Q4 because it's kind of the last chance that you have to implement this tax strategy for the current year. It's important to be mindful that you can execute the strategy we're about to talk about anytime throughout the year. Keep this top of mind as you move through understanding how you want to implement this strategy so that you can benefit from its full potential. Tax loss harvesting is a strategy that you would pull the trigger on if you have an unrealized capital loss 
and you want to potentially save money on your taxable income or again, reduce the amount of taxes that you have to pay. The reason you would implement this tax strategy is if you have made money in some investments and lost money in others, or simply lost money in an investment, but you want to reduce your taxable earned income. So for example, let's look at this from a perspective of gaining money on some investments and losing money in others. Let's say that you plan to realize gains on one investment that has increased to the upside. So you have unrealized capital gains in an investment. These unrealized capital gains, once you make them real, are now taxable income, depending on how long you held it and what income tax you fall under will determine how much you have to pay in taxes. In order to offset this taxable income, you can realize a capital loss to offset the amount of taxes that you are liable for on any capital gains you have, meaning the taxes owed on a capital gain can potentially cancel each other out on the money lost in an investment. The strategy here is not to sell a stock for the sole reason of it going down. It's important for us to stay mindful of emotional reactions, like wanting to sell out of a stock just because it goes down. You should always plan for the stock to go down. You should always plan for any investment for that matter to go down. That's almost guaranteed. This is why we hold for the long term so that you have ample time for your investment to grow. With that being said, maybe you've realized that you did make a mistake, or maybe you realize that this is no longer an investment that you want to hold, maybe fundamentals changed, or maybe you simply know that you want to use it as a tax strategy. This is great. This is what the tax loss harvesting strategy is intended for. You can use that loss to offset any gains that you potentially have. And again, this strategy can also include to offset what you owe in ordinary income if you do owe. So to reiterate, it doesn't necessarily need to be used to offset capital gains. It can be used to offset income that you earned via your W-2. Just another reminder, please follow up with your CPA. You want to make sure that you're executing all of this correctly and that when you're listening to this and you want to apply the strategy, that it is up to date. It's also important to note that there is a $3,000 tax limit that you can use per year. I'm going to paint this entire scenario from start to finish. Let's say that you have invested $15,000 into Becky's Bike Shop. Your investment dropped by $5,000. So now you have $10,000 worth of stock in Becky's Bike Shop. Your $15,000 investment 
has dropped by $5,000, giving you a $5,000 loss. So now your total investment is worth $10,000. You decide that you are going to sell out of the stock completely and that you want to tax loss harvest those $5,000. However, you can only use $3,000 of that tax loss in this current year and the remaining $2,000 can be used in the following year. I'm going to reiterate this rule by increasing the dollar amount that you have lost. Let's say that instead of losing $5,000 in Becky's bike shop, you have now lost $10,000. You can use this strategy for the next four years. $3,000 would be used in year one. Another $3,000 would be used in year two. Another $3,000 would be used in year three. And then in year four, the remaining $1,000 of that $10,000 balance would be used to tax harvest the entire amount that you have lost. Now, one of the things that I've seen, not just in myself, but with those that I am educating on the stock market, is we try to get as creative as possible. Some people are like, what if I sell my loss and then I purchase that stock again and just harvest the loss? The answer is no, we cannot do that. There is a law called the wash sell rule that the IRS keeps a close eye on. And this states that you can't sell out of Becky's bike shop at a loss and then use that loss to tax harvest and then go back and repurchase Becky's bike shop stock at a lower price. You have to wait at least 60 days before you can purchase Becky's Bike Shop again. If you purchase Becky's Bike Shop within the first 60 days, you have just voided your tax harvest strategy. You can sell out of Becky's Bike Shop and use the remaining dollars that you have left from that investment to purchase Carl's Candy Stock. That's fine it will not nullify your tax harvest strategy. So make sure that when you are talking to your CPA, you're not just talking about wanting to execute the tax harvesting strategy to offset certain capital gains or earned income that you know you're going to have to pay back, but also talk to your CPA about what you're going to do with the money that is left from that loss, if there is money left from the loss. I have been executing this strategy for a couple of years now, most especially during a down market when I know that I'm going to pay taxes. So I executed it last year. I'm definitely going to execute it this year. I myself am pulling the trigger at the last minute. This is something that I'm going to execute live over on Patreon. I've done these things before. I've purchased live. I've sold live. So if you want to 
have real life demonstrations of that, you can head over to patreon.com to become a member and review hundreds of pieces of content from the past. And of course, receive additional content on a day to day basis. Patreon.com backslash in loose we trust. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I'm your host, Linda Garcia. This is a Cosmic Standard and In Loose We Trust production. A very special thank you to our team, Eliza Smith, Jacob Winnick, and Asia Simpson. Nina Gensler Debs has accepted a full-time role on another podcast. Congratulations to her. We wish her the best.